Leighton Green has traveled the world but still calls Australia home. She has been writing stories since she was old enough to hold a pencil. Her first book was a choose-your-own-adventure-style book about deciding what to eat for breakfast. It didn't shake the New York Times bestseller list, but she still has a copy of it. After spending some time in academia, fan fiction, and corporate reporting, Leighton decided she should probably do what she actually wanted to do, which was to write commercial fiction. So she did. She writes gay romance, and when the mood strikes, M.M. Erotica as L.J. Green. She's also planning to launch a series of cozy mysteries in 2020. Leighton has only been publishing since 2019, but she loves it so far and has never enjoyed a job more. She still works in her old job, but she's lucky to be able to call her own hours. That means there's lots of time to fish those stories out of the ether and put them onto the page, or computer screen at least. She lives with her partner and cockatiel on the east coast of Australia. You can find her website at leightongreen.com. Leighton, what made you want to live a more creative life? I had to think a lot about this question. This was the hardest one for me. I never had a proper job or what I considered a proper job. Um, I spent a lot of my time uh, at university. So I, I did a lot of academic study and then I did a PhD. And after that, the jobs that I had were not your typical nine to five office work jobs. And for a long time, you know, I kept thinking to myself, I've got to settle down. I've got to get a, a real job. And then it occurred to me that that was probably never going to happen. So I might as well lean into that and actually do what I really wanted to do, which was write. So that's, that's what I'm doing now. And I'm really enjoying it. How long have you been writing now? I suppose the, the fiction that I'm writing at the moment, it's been... Oh, about a year, actually. I think it was this time last year that I started publishing. Before that, I had done a lot of corporate writing, academic writing, and fanfic. I think a lot of writers are starting fanfic. So I suppose I've been writing most of my life in that sense. I always think fanfic is such a fabulous way for people to get started learning about character and, and plot and the rest of it because it's safe to play in somebody else's sandbox. Absolutely. I really agree. I think fanfic, it can have a bad reputation sometimes, but I think it is actually a, a good way for writers to test out ideas and um, try different voices and things like that. Do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? I would like to be a plotter, but I think when it comes down to it, I'm more of a pantser. I do try to plan, but halfway through, I usually end up throwing it out and just going with the flow. I do, I always start with one image in mind. There's always an image that comes to me that's sort of the beginning of the book. And it's usually either the way the protagonists meet or the way they break up in that black moment. And then I have to figure out the other plot points around that. So I do use Scrivener to try to work out a very brief outline of what where I'm starting and where I'm going. But most of the time I find the twists and turns just happen on the way through and I give up and just go with it. That's not a bad, I'm not even going to say problem to have. It sounds like a process that's working for you. I think so. I mean, I... I did buy that book, um, you know, Take Your Pants Off, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. 
And, I, you know, I would like to be a bit more, plan it out a little bit more. I think in some ways that, that can be helpful because sometimes, you know, I've written a great scene and I think, well, where am I going next? I have no idea. And sometimes that can sort of pull me up short for a couple of days. I know you had mentioned that you haven't ever had a regular nine to five corporate sort of job, but do you have another job at all right now? And if so, what are the plus and minuses of that? Yes, I do work. <laughs> um, I wish I was a lady of leisure, but I do have a job, which is, um, it's hard to describe because it's a very, this city based kind of job. It's a, it's a report writing job essentially. And it means that I get to choose my own hours. And most of the time I'm working from home. So that's definitely a plus about it in that sense, that if I want to get up at 3am and do my work, then I can. It does have deadlines, of course, like any job. And as long as I meet those, nobody really cares when I'm doing it. But on the downside, it isn't like it's a, it's a casual job in the sense that it's not a full-time salary or wage position. And I'm the one who has to balance my writing with the, the you know, the everyday job work that I have to do. And I'm, I have found it a bit difficult to balance those just in terms of doing both those things, which are both jobs and also having a life at, at times occasionally. So yeah, so it's, it's tricky, but I think I'm lucky to have the kind of job that I have. It has allowed me more freedom than I think other people might have found when they, if they're in a nine to five sort of role. What is something no one else knows about you that you wish other people knew and appreciated? This was a hard question as well for me. I think what it comes down to is because of the, the nature of um, my job so far and the things that I've done in my life, I think I can come across as quite, you know, just sort of living as I please and I take things when I want to and leave them when I don't. But I actually am a very, at heart, very goal-oriented person and. I do work hard when I'm committed to something. It just takes me a long time to figure out exactly what I'm going to be committed to. I think that's a reasonable thing to take your time to decide that. I think sometimes society moves so fast now that they expect you to make up your mind and choose a path and do it right now and go to university and get your major and get graduated and get a job. But I think it's reasonable to take some time on that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I've been very lucky in that I was very academically minded when I was younger. So for me, going to university was actually what I wanted to do. It wasn't just what I was expected to do. And it was only after university that I sort of thought, well, what do I do now? I have no idea what I actually want to do with my life. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? So I am a morning person, which I know some people groan about, but I am a morning person. I like to get up early and do my work in the morning when I feel fresh. So for me, my routine is getting up about anytime between 5.30 and 6. And I put on um, Brain FM, which I think a lot of people tend to use these days and just start writing or try to. Sometimes I get distracted with, you know, the internet. But that's generally what I try to do. And that way I can get a fair amount of work done um, before, before it feels like the rest of the world is starting. And the other thing that I use a lot is Scrivener. So for me, that's a really important tool for keeping track of my project targets and the statistics and how much I'm writing each day. 
because some days it can feel like I've done a lot and then I look at the Scrivener report and I've you know, only written 300 words really. And I think the other thing that I had notes on was one of my favourite quotes is from Jean-Luc Godard, the filmmaker, which is, he who jumps into the void owes no explanation to those who stand and watch. And I have that written up on my board to look at every day to remind myself that, you know, the creative life is, it is hard and it does feel like jumping into a void sometimes, but, you know, that's the joy of it as well. And we don't necessarily need to explain to everyone else why we're doing what we're doing. That's a lovely quote. I may have to steal it. (laughs) What three things do you wish you'd known about earlier in your creative journey? So I think one thing is, and I think a lot of creative people come across this, is that a lot of people in your life are going to act like a Greek chorus. They're going to point out, you know, all the downsides of trying to live a creative life all the, you know, what about getting a real job? How are you going to make money? How are you going to feed yourself? That kind of thing. But I think like creative people understand that they have to do this and whether or not it's going to bring in money and, you know, earn your property and that kind of thing. It's something that we have to do. The other thing I wish I'd learned earlier is that, you know, you don't have to be a starving artist to do it on the flip side. So just because I mean, it is hard, don't get me wrong, and it is hard work, but the fact that is that it is a business and it's okay to treat it like that. You know, you're not less of an artist if you're not starving in a, a balcony garret somewhere with no heating in the winter or something like that. And the other thing that I'm just starting to learn now <laughs> is that it's not an imposition to email people who have joined up to your newsletter. I think... Um, a lot of artists um, and creative people tend to be introverts and we don't want to bother people. But, you know, the newsletter is a, is a big part of reaching out to the people who actually want to hear from you. And so I'm trying to remind myself this year that these people signed up to receive my newsletter for a reason and they actually do want to hear from me. And if they don't, they can unsubscribe. So um, it's a win-win situation in that sense. That is a hard one that it sort of feels like you're interrupting someone until I remember that they don't have to open it right away. They don't have to open it ever. And they did actually sign up for it. So it's probably okay. Absolutely. What is the latest tool or resource that you've discovered? Uh, I think the latest tool I discovered was Trello. So I think it's trello.com where you can put up projects and I think it's a team-based thing. So a lot of businesses use it for their teams to all have a place where they can uh, look at the projects. But I actually find it really useful to have all my research in one place for each book that I'm doing and to keep track of the deadlines and things like that. Now, having said that, I think Scrivener is still more useful to me in that sense, but I I am enjoying the Trello experience. It's funny, a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking with Alana Khan, and she uses Trello for her story Bible, and I'm trying it with I'm working on, and honestly, I think this is going to be brilliant, because you have one set of cards for people, and another for places, and another for, I mean, I'm writing science fiction, so I'm making up a lot of stuff. And it's nice if I can remember what the spelling is of those things from book to book. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think it's a really useful tool in that sense. And I like that you can have that visual as well. Like up front, you can have the image of the, the cover image or something. I, I, I'm oddly a visual person, um, even though I'm not particularly artistic in that visual sense, but it does inspire me to have those images there. All right, last question. What project or message do you want to tell listeners about today? So I've recently got my website together. So I was going to say if people wanted to check that out, they could. And it's at um, www.leightongreen.com, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N-G-R-E-E-N-E.com. Um, And I also have a Facebook page, but I'm still working on that one. But um, if you wanted to be an early adopter, that would be cool. And the other project that I'm working on at the moment is a new holiday romance series. I write gay romance. So if you're interested in that, you should check it out. And they're on Amazon, obviously, but linked as well on my website. And I did want to, I just wanted to apologise, my voice is not great today because of the bushfires, <laughs> because we are actually quite affected by the smoke where I am. So I'm sorry about that. And I did want to say, um, I have seen a lot of people online expressing their sympathy um, to Australia. And I did want to say thank you for that. It does actually make a difference to know that the rest of the world cares as well about what we're going through here. Definitely. And I will make sure to put those links in the show notes so people can easily click to the website and to your Amazon author page to see all of your books. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.